Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Real Life. I'm Lisa, and today we are going to be talking about letting go. This podcast is not intended to replace therapy, counseling, or seeing a psychiatrist. All information is researched and opinions are my own. I am a mental health inpatient registered nurse and professional content developer. Letting go. There's a lot of things uh, that we should let go of so that we can move forward in our life. And that's what I'm going to be talking about. How to let go of things from the past. It's a question many of us ask ourselves each time we experience heartache or emotional pain. How do you let go of past hurts and move on? Holding on to the past can be a conscious decision, just like letting go and moving forward can be a conscious decision. One thing that connects us as human beings is our ability to feel pain. Whether that pain is physical or emotional, we all have experiences of being hurt. What separates us, though, is how we deal, how we deal with that pain. Experts have found that when emotional pain prevents you from healing from a situation, it's a sign that we aren't moving forward in a growth-oriented way. One of the best ways to heal from hurts is to learn lessons from the situation and use those to focus on growth and forward momentum. If we get stuck in thinking about what should have been, we can become immobilized in painful feelings and memories. If you're trying to move forward from a painful experience, but you're not sure how to get started, I offer you some tips. First, create a positive mantra to counter the painful thoughts. How you talk to yourself can either move you forward or keep you stuck. Often having a mantra that you tell yourself in times of emotional pain can help you reframe your thoughts. For example, says clinical psychologist Carla Manley, instead of getting stuck in, I can't believe this happened to me, Try a positive mantra such as, I am fortunate to be able to find a new path in life, one that is good for me. Next, create physical distance. It's not uncommon to hear someone say that you should distance yourself from the person or situation that is causing you to be upset. According to clinical psychologist Ramani Bufasula, that's not such a bad idea. He says, creating physical or psychological distance between ourselves and the person or situation can help with letting go for the simple reason 
that we are not having to think about it, process it, or being reminded of it as much, she explains. Third, do your own work. Focusing on yourself is important. You have to make the choice to address the hurt that you've experienced. When you think about a person who caused you pain, bring yourself back to the present. Then focus on something that you're grateful for. Also, I say this in many of my podcasts, and that is practice mindfulness. The more we can bring our focus to the present moment, says Lisa Oliveira, a licensed marriage and family therapist, the less impact our past or future has on us. She says, when we start practicing being present, our hurts have less control over us and we have more freedom to choose how we want to respond to our lives. Also, be gentle with yourself. If your first response to not being able to let go of a painful situation is to criticize yourself, it's time to show yourself some kindness and compassion. Oliveira says this looks like treating ourselves like we would treat a friend, offering ourselves self-compassion and avoiding comparisons between our journey and those of others. Oliveira says, hurt is inevitable and we may not be able to avoid pain. However, we can choose to treat ourselves kindly and lovingly when it comes. Next, allow the negative emotions to flow. If your fear of feeling negative emotions is causing you to avoid them, don't worry, you're not alone. In fact, Adir Fasula says that many times people are afraid of feelings such as grief, anger, disappointment, or sadness. Rather than feeling them, people just try to shut them out, which can disrupt the process of letting go. These negative emotions are like riptides, explains Durfasula. Let them flow out of you. It may require mental health intervention, but fighting them can leave you stuck, she adds. Also, accept that the other person may not apologize. Waiting for an apology from the person who hurt you will slow down the process of letting go. If you're experiencing hurt and pain, it's important you take care of your own healing, which may mean accepting that the person you hurt, I'm sorry, who hurt you, isn't going to apologize. 
then engage in self-care. When we are hurting, it often feels like there is nothing but hurt. Oliveira says practicing self-care can look like setting boundaries, saying no, doing the things that bring us joy and comfort, and listening to our own needs first. The more we can implement self-care into our daily lives, the more empowered we are from that space. Our hurts don't feel as overwhelming. You also want to surround yourself with people who fill you up. This simple yet powerful tip can help carry you through a lot of hurt. We can't do life alone, and we can't expect ourselves to get through our hurts alone either. Uh, allowing ourselves to lean on loved ones and their support is such a wonderful way of not only limiting isolation, but of reminding us of the good that is in our lives. And you want to give yourself permission to talk about it. When you're dealing with painful feelings or a situation that hurts you, it's important to give yourself permission to talk about it. Durfasula says sometimes people can't let go because they feel they aren't allowed to talk about it. This may be because the people around them no longer want to hear about it, or the person is embarrassed or ashamed to keep talking about it, she explains. But talking it out is important. That's why Durfasula recommends finding a friend or a therapist who is patient and accepting as well as willing to be your sounding board. Give yourself permission to forgive since waiting for the other person to apologize can stall the process of letting go. You may walk to work on your own forgiveness. Forgiveness is vital to the healing process because it allows you to let go of anger, guilt, shame, sadness, or any other feeling you may be experiencing and move on. And then seek professional help. If you're struggling to let go of a painful experience, you may benefit from talking to a professional. Sometimes it's difficult to implement these tips on your own, and you need an experienced professional to help you guide you through the process. There is also, uh, I recently read a great article in Psychology Today from 2014 by Judith Sills called Let It Go, which I'll link, uh, which I think you'll really uh, appreciate me talking about. She said, at its deepest level, the prospect of letting go forces us up against our three strongest emotional drivers, which are love, fear, and rage. So let's look at those three drivers for a moment. First, rage. It can be really tough to let go of things in the past that hurt us or that we deem to be unjust. And anger can fester for a very long time, especially when you're adamant that you were in the right. But as time goes on, you begin to realize 
that the only person who is affected by holding on to rage is you. If you were wronged, ask yourself this. What's more important, being proven to be right or being at peace? Because unfortunately, you can't always have both. I've been in situations where I knew right down in my very core that I was in the right and I just wanted to fight and fight until I was vindicated. But it's not always possible. And so you can either drive yourself mad with rage or you can let it go and reclaim your peace of mind. Yes, it is hard to do. And yes, it will probably take you a few attempts, but it is absolutely possible. And it is your choice whether to hold on and cause yourself more pain or let go and be free. The second driver that Sills talked about was fear. Now, I don't care who you are. Every single one of us in this world experiences fear at some time or another. It could be the fear of losing something or someone, fear of failure, fear of the unknown. Fear is everywhere and it lives deep inside us, feeding on our deepest insecurities and niggling us with self-doubt. But if you let fear control you, then it will hold you back and prevent you from ever growing. I mean, I've lost count of the amount of times I've been absolutely terrified of doing something like, oh, I don't know, putting all of my deepest, darkest secrets in a podcast form and then broadcasting it to the world. But I could either let fear hold me back from trying new things, or I can choose to let go of fear and give it a go. That doesn't mean the fear isn't there anymore. Trust me, it's gnawing away in the back of my mind every time I write one of these podcasts. But it means that I know I need to let go of it if I want to grow. The third and final driver, Sills, discussed was love. I left love until last because it's the most challenging of the three when it comes to letting go. That's in my opinion. Why? Because love makes us do crazy stuff and it will make us put up with crap that we would never tolerate in a thousand years from anyone else. I'm talking about all forms of fear, romantic love, the love we have for family, in addition to the love we have for friends. When we love someone, that relationship takes its own place in our, in our heart. And so when that love is abused or taken advantage of, or when it turns out to be something other than what we thought, or when it's used as a weapon against us, that can be devastating just as it is if we have love taken away through events like separation or divorce or even death. I mean, you can have a great relationship with someone, then they can leave your life for whatever reason, and it will still potentially be hard to let go of the trauma associated with losing them. I talked about this 
in my podcast called Grief, when I said that grief is proof of life and proof of love. You can focus on the sadness of a love being gone from your life, or you can choose to focus on the joy that it happened at all, which makes it easier to let go of the sadness before it crushes you. The same thing applies for situations where a loving relationship of any kind is no longer positive. You can hold on to the traumatizing aspects of the breakdown, or you can let it go with peace and love. Look, I'm not saying just to walk away from every relationship that no longer serves you. In fact, I think we should all be trying a bit harder to work through issues like adults rather than just walking away or canceling someone. But what I am saying is that just because there is love, that doesn't mean you should cling to a situation or relationship if it's unhealthy. I tend to work on a three strikes and you're out system in a relationship, and I'm fairly assertive about tackling issues ahead on if and when they happen, because I think we need to deal with the things out in the open like adults rather than just letting them fester where they do more harm than good. But if it continues to be unhealthy and harmful after that point, then thanks, but no thanks. We're done here and I'm letting go because I will not ever let myself get back to the buildup of trauma and, you know, that led me to my breakdown of that relationship. Letting go is tough, but it's also necessary. It's survival, but it's much more than that because surviving to me is barely scraping your way through life. Instead, letting go helps you go from surviving to thriving because you feel less weighed down by all that stuff that's not in your best interest. You don't actually just get over things, especially bad things, that have happened. You learn to heal and you learn to live with them. You find ways to move forward so it no longer has control over you. Why? Because you cannot change what has happened or hasn't happened. The challenge is to learn the lesson first and make your peace with it before letting it go. Otherwise, history may be bound to repeat itself. Like everything I discuss related to mental health and well-being, letting go takes time and effort and perseverance. And then when it comes to releasing past hurts or wrongs, we have to push ourselves past the inevitable resistance that happens. We often resist letting go of past hurts because we human beings are generally pretty reluctant to change. We might want to grow, but we also don't want to step too far out of comfort zones because we're hardwired to protect ourselves and to stay safe. But as Gandhi said, for things to change, first I must change. Change is uncomfortable. But without change, nothing changes. Letting go is a choice. It's a choice you make to prioritize your peace of mind over anything else, by letting go of hurt or anger or fear or rejection or whatever 
crappy emotions you've been experiencing. And I mean that. And it's a choice that is always yours. And with that in mind, let's dive into the how-to part. First, you want to identify what you're feeling and why. Dig deep and be really honest with yourself. Don't just tell yourself you feel upset because of one single event without seeking to understand what triggered feeling upset. For example, you might be upset about one specific conversation, but if that same type of thing is happening over and over again, then that's a much bigger issue. And that's what needs to be worked on rather than just the specific conversation that made you upset or whatever. If that makes sense, don't just treat the symptom. Then confront the emotion or emotions. Sometimes you just need to feel what you need to feel before you can dig into it. And that's okay. Sometimes we act like we're not supposed to feel stuff like anger or fear or whatever, but we're only human. So you need to listen to what your emotions are trying to tell you instead of just ignoring them. Then let it out if you need to let it out. Write it down or talk about it with someone you trust. I'm a person who needs to get things out in order to let them go, which many years ago used to result in unhealthy behaviors like gossiping or blowing up at people when I felt I was being pushed too far. I found healthy ways of channeling anger or hurt or fear like writing it down or discussing it rationally with someone so I can work through it in a calm and logical way. While you're doing all this, be clear and honest about your role in whatever happened. This has nothing to do with blame and everything to do with accountability. So often we get ourselves bent out of shape about something that happened and became indignant about it, believing we are in the right. And then weeks or years later, we'll look back on it more objectively and think, Oh, so maybe I did contribute to that. Nobody is perfect, and we tend to judge others on their behaviors while we judge ourselves on our intentions. And so it can take us some time to see the impact our words and actions might have had. It's that old saying, there are three sides to every story, yours, mine, and the truth, which means that the truth generally lies in the middle somewhere. Also, if you need space, make space. Sometimes you need to step away from a person or a situation so that you can process things more rationally. So if you need some time or space, then do what you need to do. I'm often saying not to rush into decisions and taking the time to think things through when you need to. And that can take time. So give yourself time and space. So what does all this mean? Well, because when it comes to letting go, what it all boils down to is this. Letting go is a choice you make to release the past so you can have a better present. If you let the past control your present or determine your future, you're setting yourself up for misery. 
and life is too short and too valuable to be miserable. An unknown author once wrote, the past should be a learning experience, not an everlasting punishment. What's done is done. And the fact of the matter is that no amount of ruminating over the past will change what has happened. It will just rob you of today. It takes real strength and courage to know when to let go and then to actually go ahead and release those things that might have haunted you or held you back. But when you do, you will feel lighter and freer than you ever could have imagined. And that will help you to start to see all of the wonderful possibilities that are just waiting for you. This is Real Life. I'm Lisa. Stay well.